0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Superhero Ethics Podcast. As always, I'm Matthew. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm really excited. We've got a special guest today. Uh, J.P. Fairfield is joining us. J.P. is uh, an awesome fellow podcaster who I met at the recent um, WISCON, uh, an event I've talked about a couple times before. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the last season of Arrow. So, J.P., how are you doing? Say hello and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey! Um. Well, I'm J.P. Fairfield, as You know, Matthew, explain. Uh, So I do a podcast called Nergaz Noir Network. Uh, It's five black women. Well, six. One acts like she's not part of the podcast because she's on a break, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) And we kind of talk about geek culture from the um, lens of a black woman. Um, I'm also on another. Well, you can find Nergazm at negazmnoir.net. We're also on Twitter at Nagasm Noir. So that's N E R D G A S M N O I R E. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And I also do another podcast called um, Operation Cubicle, which is right now on hiatus. uh, And that is uh, about being a person who works in corporate, you know, person color in corporate America. And how we kind of deal with that. Um, My guest, my co-host, Sharif Jackson, he's currently uh, working on his business. Math looks good. So I would check that out, especially if you need help uh, in math. He's awesome tutoring, you know, mentor. I would check that out.
0: Cool. Well, thank you. And I, I haven't heard that one, but I've definitely heard some of Nergasm Noir. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely recommend it for everyone who's listening. Uh, and and for anyone who's listening, uh, there'll be links to all of those things in the notes, you can easily find the podcast and the Twitter and all that. Um, so JP, let's just jump right in. I know um, during one of the talks I heard you give um, at WisCon, as kind of a throwaway, I think you mentioned you were a lover, you loved the show Arrow, or at least you 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 watched it a lot and had some thoughts about it. Um, and I grabbed onto that because. This la- I, I, I'm someone who's watched all the CW shows. I've paid attention to a lot of them. We've talked about a little bit about them on some of these shows, on some of our podcasts. But for the most part, I've kind of thought of them as candy. Like, they're, you know, they're fun, they're silly. They don't really often have that much depth to dive into. Um, but this last season certainly seemed like it brought up some interesting questions. Um, so for you, what, what, what do you like or not like about Arrow in general? And, and kind of what were your general thoughts
1: on, on the show uh, and this last season? It's, it's kind of a love-hate relationship with arrow <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> there was a couple seasons where i was like i am so done this yeah. make any si-. when you get to a season where like the flashbacks mm-hmm. are bad you're like mm, i don't know when,
0: when um, the rich man is giving a speech on top of a car and all of a sudden the people all want to rise up i no yes! <laughs> no no no
1: <laughs> oh my god so like and like oh when you have a villain when you have Ra's al Ghul and he's not really that scary. Yeah. I'm just like, come on guys, come on.
0: Like go back um, to Batman, the animated series. That Ra's al Ghul was so much better. Yes. Come on guys. Oh
1: my God. That is, that is my bar yep. for a good one. I'm like, honestly, if you can't get to that level, I don't even want to, I don't even want <laughs> to see you. Um, but I feel like season five has pretty much, um, reunited my faith in uh arrow as a yeah. show. Uh, because when it first came out, uh it was a lot darker compared to the other CW shows. It dealt with a lot of, you know, more darker issues. I felt like they was trying to bring in a lot of nuance saying that you can be a good person that does bad things. You could be a bad person that does bad things. It's kind of it's more of um your mental take of what is good and bad.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: And that is not just black and white. That is so many gray areas and everyone is kind of trying to um, figure out how to get through this maze of gray and, and see if they're making the right decision. So it that's been a very interesting dynamic that I saw in Arrow, and I mm-hmm. see what they was trying to do, and I appreciate that compared to the other superhero shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the other CW, CW shows, yes, they have their place. Like if everything was like Arrow, it would not be, you know, as fun. So, uh-huh. um, but I think this season, season five, has been the best so far, even if they made the big bad. Um, overpowered. Yeah. At first, I was upset about that, but then when I thought back Mm -hmm. on a season, I think that was kind of a good choice because when you are um, too overwhelmed by anger and jealousy or fear or... um, or even sadness and depression, it's like it's it's not something that you can overcome easily. It seems like they're more powerful than they really are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe um Adrian kind of represented that all the fear and anger and um and depression and sadness that Oliver really have been dealing with in a healthy way um and it's in unhealthy
0: ways to be sure (laughs) (laughs)
1: well
0: and and i think you're totally right and i i I should just say about for the beginning um generally anyone who listens to this podcast already knows this but we're going to spoil the hell out of probably everything arrow everything cw (laughs) no no it's okay i i should do that at the very beginning um you know all the cw shows we're probably going to spoil um i will say at the beginning if you haven't watched legends of tomorrow don't worry about that. We're going to spoil it. You're not missing much. Um, but anything other than that, um, but I, I, I think you're really right because I, the first season of Arrow, when I watched it, I was like, wait, this, this is a, sh- a, a show on television, because this was before mm-hmm. any of the Netflix shows, this was before Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or Daredevil, and here I felt like I was watching a show that was really getting into questions about like what is a hero and is a hero good or is a hero bad, and. And and then later seasons of Arrow kind of got away from that. And then all of a sudden in season five, we're very intentionally going back to that because we're it's 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 Oliver Queen having to deal with what is the what is the stuff that he's been doing since season one and what is it you know, what, what's the cost of it? Um and I, I think the point you bring up about Adrian is really good because I think in a lot of ways what makes Adrian so interesting is and, and sometimes they're a little over the top and how they they hit this, but Adrian is really representing that shadow side of Oliver. You know, he is all the things that Oliver is like just on the edge of becoming. That's what Adrian is. And Adrian's sort of asking Oliver, like, well, why aren't you doing this too?
1: Like, why are you not digging deep in the fact that you're a murderer? You enjoy murdering. Like, why are you trying to make yourself out to be a good guy and you're not? You're just using this as excuse, which that 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 scene between them, when he's telling them like you're just using this as excuse to murder. And like, even if you're not murdering, so-called murdering anymore, with push come to shove, you're murder again. Yeah. And and I think that that
0: is such an important point, because I got to say, like, as someone just, you know, both watching these shows and also just in my own, like when I think about social justice stuff, like I, I, I think we have to recognize that, like. As much as we talk about fighting for justice, as much as we talk about like whatever our cause is there there's that part of us, uh, certainly there's a part of me that like just wants to hurt the people I think are doing bad things, and i I don't love that part of me, and I think that you know but like all these discussions that that happen on the internet about like why it's great to punch nazis and i'm I'm one hundred percent on the punch Nazi train. don't get me wrong <laughs> but but like I hear people give these very philosophical reasons about how the world is a better place if you punch nazis and and I, and I agree with that, but I always think of that, and I think. It, aren't you not admitting that there's just a part of you that's gonna feel better if you punch a Nazi? Like, and and I kind of feel like that's what the show is sort of is acknowledging. It's like, yes, Oliver is representing that kind of like id that just wants to hurt people who we think are doing bad things.
1: And just going back to social just, uh, justice, what people don't realize is with every non-violent uh, movement there has been a, another movement where there is more violence. Oh, yeah. Like the civil rights era. Like, they say, oh, well, you know, we wouldn't have got as far, you know, without Dr. King. That is true. But if you go back and and read the full history of the civil rights movement, there was also groups that w- believe in um Holding arms, yeah. and they were the ones that came with the non violent groups and protected them, and they had the guns, and they was willing to use them
0: yeah, one of my favorite books about that time is um Martin and Malcolm in America mm-hmm. uh by James Cohn, and you know one of the things that he talks about is like listen, if it wasn't you know one of the reasons white people were willing to listen to Martin is because Malcolm was out outside scaring the hell out of him you know exactly and there was a, and, and I think in some ways like that's that's something i think that that sometimes these superhero shows look at is like you know is there an element uh you know batman does and and, and i think oliver queen uh uh arrow is often talked about as basically a, a batman a diet batman a batman light <laughs> um but, <laughs> but that there's some element that what he's trying to do is not just like fight the bad guys or you know ha- with big quotes around that term but he's trying to scare the hell out of them you know um and I think t- what I like about this season is it really starts examining the cost of that. You know, what what is the yeah. cost of that? Um, and, and so let's pick up right there with something you mentioned. Like, I, I mean, the first season, Oliver is just straight up murdering people. He, mm-hmm. He's murdering people who we think are bad uh, in his mind. You know, he's people who have failed the city. But he's just straight up killing them. Um, no qualms
1: about it at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's your take on that? I mean, does that, is he a hero in season one? And especially because in, in this season, he goes back to doing that. Like... What what do you think of a hero who's just like, nope, you're bad for the city. I'm killing you?
1: So, it it kind of depends on what your definition of hero is. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of interesting how we separate hero and anti-hero. Uh-huh. Uh, so in season 1, he will be seen as an anti-hero because he is not the perfect, you know, uh, boy scout, you know, that's, you know, not killing people and not, you know, uh, severely injuring people uh, that are criminals and stuff like that. And he's nice to the, he kissed babies on the street. So he's (laughs) not that type of hero. He's more of, I need to get this criminal off the street. Any means necessary, whether that means I have to kill him, so be it. And he will be seen as an anti-hero. So um, for me, and I guess because I come from the um, lens of, A black woman, and I understand how, with some heroes, there will be an element of violence in their past. But it, where is that violence directed? Is what is important to me. Is it directed at people who are actively harming other innocents, or um, is this supposed hero uh, harming? you know, innocence or just harming people without, um, any, uh, reasons or, uh, and it's, they're just using the hero mantle as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of have some nuance that you have to kind of look at from, uh, all sides, which brings in that gray area of, uh, you know, morality. Right. Uh, so for me, I feel like, in the first season he's still considered a hero. He may not be the hero that everyone types of hero that everyone likes, but he's a hero nonetheless to those people that have been um those innocent people that have been hurt by those criminals that he killed. Yeah, and
0: I think that's a great point. Is that you know, it, it's it's easy and I'm someone with a philosophy background. Like I love this stuff. It's easy to kind of get all academic and sit in the high tower and say well, is this person a hero? Are they killing? Are they not? What you forget about that is that that on some level he is stopping people who are in that moment doing real harm, you know. And mm-hmm. like I I I think that in some ways it almost sort of says like the question of is he a hero or not certainly doesn't matter to the people he kills, but also doesn't matter to the people he saves, you know. And that I I like what you're saying because that it, it it makes a whole other way of looking at it. Of let, let's get away from this question of is he heroic or not. It's more now a question of like, what, what's the impact of what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I also like what you're saying about in terms of the, like, because um, I think this is one of the real key questions that this whole season wrestles with is what is, is – is he doing this because he wants to save people or because he just needs to hurt people and so he's finding someone worth hurting? And it, it makes me think, have you watched the show Dexter? Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> – yeah, I, I, you probably know exactly where I'm going with this, but I, I think yeah. Dexter does a great, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Dexter is about someone who has significant mental issues to the point where he he needs to kill people, like he has a psychological compulsion to kill people, and so he and his father try to work out this system where, well, if you have to kill people, you at least kill people who are bad, and so you're sort of making the world a better place. Um, but but it's straight up, he has to kill people, and he enjoys killing people. Um. And I kind of think if you put kind of like Superman at one end and Dexter at the other, uh, Oliver seems like he's he's he wrestles with how close he is to Dexter, you know, and does he have just a need to do this?
1: Right. And like if also uh, uh, if we're bringing in um, Oliver and Dexter, they got to the point that they enjoy hunting down and fighting criminals. Yeah. Like that. It's. Now it's not just that they just need to hurt people, they need to hurt certain type of people because they're a harder prey to get mm-hmm. so it's kind of that this weird um kind of uh, predator prey dynamic that uh is feeding into their i guess heroics so it's it's really yeah, it's really eerie. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: It definitely is it definitely is and and so one thing i like about this season is we start to see some of the costs of oliver's violence you know in terms of um like you know adrian obviously the 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 big reveal is that adrian is the son of someone who he had killed in the first season um mm-hmm. and that's it, it, it's a little cheesy in terms of how it's played off but but it it, it it it's it's getting to this idea of what are the costs of the violence that you're doing um and 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 it kind of leads to the question of like it, is what oliver's doing worth it you know it is is the the body count that he's leaving, both both literal and figurative, in terms of the damage he's doing, is that worth it in terms of the the harm he's preventing? Um, what what's your take on that? I mean, that we're five seasons in. Did, does the world, does Star City seem like it's a better place since Oliver came back from that island?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> considering uh, what was what they call it, the happening. Uh, what was it called? Uh... Oh, the Maracu. Yeah, the 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 whole earthquake thing that happened. Yeah, um, I mean, he didn't really stop it, stop it. But <laughs> uh, like, if if he wasn't there, the body count would have been a lot higher. This is true. That's true. <laughs> so, I, like, just from that first season, first two seasons, uh, it, like it is kind of worth it. But then you have to think about um, whether the life of one person is. Uh, more important to the lives of thousands, and how can you reconcile that? Uh, like, is it worth it to um save this one person's life who may cause the death of ten thousand others? So right. it's it's like, how can you really make that decision? But I think part of being a hero and maybe this is not really discussed that much is that when they make these decisions, the fact that they are willing to accept the consequences of those decisions um, and being willing to own up to it. And I think at this point, Oliver has kind of been in denial about the impact of his decisions. Yeah. And when you have Adrian, who is like, the mirror of all these decisions <laughs> that he made <laughs> and he, Oliver is continuing. He's like, no, I don't want to deal with this, but you have to, right. like, the, this is a decision that you made. you can't continue being the type of hero that you want to grow into. If you're not willing to make amends for decisions that you made in the past, not saying that the decision may have been wrong or, uh, right. But the fact that your decision impacted some other people's lives, and now you have to figure out what do I do now? Yeah, I I think
0: that's a great point because and one thing I liked so much about this season is that it 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 really makes us look and makes Oliver, but also makes us the audience look at those consequences. I mean I mean this is just a small thing, but I, I will say in the middle seasons, one of the things that always bothered me is this idea that he could be non he could be non lethal because I'm sitting there watching him fire arrows into people's body and never kill them. And I don't know much about archery, but I'm pretty sure that that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's kind of like in Daredevil where you've got him running around, you know, saying, I'm never going to kill people. I'm just going to hit them in the head with a metal pipe. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to raise an eyebrow at that. Um, but, but even more in this season, I, I feel like we're not only looking at him like the using lethal violence, but this is the season when he's really forced to confront What's the all right. sorry, I lost my microphone there for a second. Um, this is the season where he's forced to confront what's the damage that he's doing to everybody else in his life? I mean, by the end of uh, well, first of all, just by the end of the season, it's possible that everybody is literally dead um but but even that, you know, like Curtis has joined his team, and Curtis's marriage has been destroyed um you know. Billy, uh, the guy who was dating um, Felicity for a while, he's been killed by by Oliver in a collateral damage kind of thing. Um, Diggle and, like, everything that's happened to Diggle, everything that's happened to Thea. Like, what's your take on watching, like, the damage that happens to the people around Oliver?
1: So here's my feeling on it. Oliver is also responsible of the decisions of the people around him because they choose to be a part of his team. Yeah, they made a choice. He didn't force them into it. They decided to do it. Now Thea, oh my God, oh, <laughs> poor Thea, um, she has not she, had a good time. She, <laughs> no, she has not had a good time since this show started. Um, I feel like Thea is just like it's just damage just piling up since season one that hasn't you know that tumbled down. Uh huh. You know, since uh, last season and then finding out who your father is and he's a jerk and he made you kill somebody. Uh (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can't blame all
0: of Thea's problems on Oliver. I'll give you that.
1: (laughs) Right. So Thea kind of had problems like and her issue with her parents. And so I feel like the damage to Thea, Oliver can't really be totally responsible for that uh-huh uh, like when he came back she was already damaged yeah so that that that, uh, that that that'll give you no problem yeah so that yeah um but i i even though i don't understand why oliver feels like he needs to take responsibility for other people's decisions hmm. like he didn't force them to become on a t- be on a team with him right. they made their own decisions and I think he's just putting too much on himself. Yeah. Like he already had to deal with his own decisions. Now you're taking responsibility for other people's decisions. Like Diggle, um, I don't feel like Diggle made it clear that he didn't want Oliver to take responsibility for his own decisions. And and Diggle is a soldier. Yeah, he knows war. He knows the cost of taking life. He understands that the decision you make to kill somebody has a consequence, whether it's to yourself or whether to maybe their loved ones or something else. He already understands that. So I feel like Diggle sometimes look at Oliver like, do really just <laughs> like this you you're think of this as a soldier in war. Yes, you know, it was my job to go in there and attack or kill people in the name of saving others. But you kind of have to figure out how you're gonna deal with that. And right now, you're just not.
0: <laughs> yeah, all, all that stuff you were saying before about how Oliver doesn't really have his eyes open about what's the cost of doing stuff. D- Diggle knows that from the beginning. D- Diggle, mm-hmm. I think, is the one who is you know, I mean, th- this is the man who when it when it needs to be done, he he murders his own brother because that's mm-hmm. just what has to be done. Um, and he's, he's I think, been the one from the beginning saying to Oliver, like, you need to know what you're getting into, man. Because cause this is a lot darker than you think it is.
1: Right. And it's funny how the way Diggle responds uh, is the opposite of Oliver. Because Diggle, after he murdered his own brother, went straight to, I need to take responsibility for this. Yeah. And say, I need to stay in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, put me under the jail if you need to. So... <laughs> The way, like, they both have extremes on how they um, deal with uh, having to make the decision to kill, uh, which is very interesting, because I feel like both of them together, it'll be actually kind of medium. They're, like, on different spectrums, and it's kind of really funny when they interact. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think you're right there. I think that that
0: it's one of the things I love so much about the show is the, ten- like, I feel like in some ways, like... You know the the idea of like someone having an angel and a devil on their shoulder is is kind of a cliche, but but for a lot of the show, that's what Diggle and Felicity are for him. You know, Diggle is the like the grizzled veteran who knows everything that's going to happen and is warning him. Felicity is the innocent. Felicity well, until this season, very much so. Felicity is the one who is the almost the opposite of Diggle, saying like, "No, like I believe you're better than that." I, she's always the one like wa- not wanting him to go into darkness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know about Felicity because uh-huh. um it, so okay so <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna be um kind of going back to Felicity and Diggle being like the two uh the angel and the devil on his shoulder. So mm-hmm. I feel like Felicity is like I mean they both considered themselves angels on Oliver's shoulder, but I feel like Felicity for the fact that she sees stuff more in black and white Mm -hmm. than Diggle Um, especially in terms of um, taking a life like her innocent view kind of I feel like she kind of messed up how Oliver deals with stuff yeah (laughs) I'm not saying Angel
0: is better by any means here
1: I'm so sorry to the Felicity fans but she did I'm sorry (laughs) because she was like I know you're better than that I know like yes Oliver can be better than that, but he also has to deal with the person that he is right now. He also has to deal with the fact that he wants to make a decision to kill someone. He has to deal with that. And you're just like telling him that, oh, you're already a good man. But he doesn't feel like that right now because he hasn't dealt with the trauma of killing someone. Right. So I feel like she's like I. I mean I love Felicity as a character, but I was just like every time she did that, I was just like, oh girl, shut up. Where's Diggle? Where's
0: Diggle? <laughs> no, I, I I hear you on that. Like I, I I like a lot of their dynamic. I'm a little sick of the romance on again off again thing. We we can be kind of done with that, frankly. And I'm about to get eight million hate mails for that. I realize, but um, but but I do agree. Like I when I, when I say like the innocent angel, I, I, I'm not to me that's not a good thing. Like I think that's the like it. She's. I think in some ways she's the most unrealistic in that mm-hmm. way. And that she's the one who's constantly trying to like d- deny what he's doing, you know? Um, and, and of course in this season that takes a very different turn because in this season, you know, she gets to wear the black hat for a little while, um, mm-hmm. both kind of just in general, but also in like, you know, the, the, the hackers being white hats or black hats. And and so what's your kind of take on, on Felicity's character arc this season in terms of like her getting involved with the, that other, the, the hacking organization, try to almost do kind of a like a computer version of what Oliver's doing and then Oliver flipping out about it.
1: Um would it be bad to say that I saw that kind of coming?
0: No. So. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, are are you saying that there's obvious writing on a CW show? You're kidding me.
1: <laughs> I figured eventually she's going to go back to being like I mean, come on, they gave hints throughout all the seasons like her father, um when she was um uh, being a hacktivist. Um, I kind of figured that one of these days that she was going to go rogue and this was the season that it happened. Yeah. So it happened a lot faster than thought. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of expected that to her because once again, she still has the two lane with, okay, doing good and doing bad. And not really seeing the forest for the trees, because the minute that Helix kind of came into the picture, I was like, oh, oh damn. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> <This ain't> go- <laughs> <laughs> because all she can see is the good that they can do. But it's but it's like um if you know, we're gonna use a biblical reference, like eating of the apple. Yes, knowledge can be good if it's used for good, but that same knowledge can be corrupting.
0: And so here maybe I'm the one going out on a limb, but I I have to say I watched this – Like, yes, I I agree with you. The hacktivist thing was a little obvious, and it it was – like her character, I thought it was painted in a little black and white. But but I found myself watching it going, wait a minute, Oliver, you've been the one willing to cut corners time and time again. Mm. What's wrong with Felicity doing it? Like yes, right. like obviously there's some problems, but I, I was kind of on Team Felicity a little bit and then I was thinking like, Oliver, get off your damn high horse. Like she's helping and doing the same it it, it it seemed like he was kind of doing that thing that like guys will often do, especially with women, of like, No, no, you're on a pedestal, you have to be pure and good Yeah while I'm doing the shitty stuff. And that I, I gotta say, I was like, No no wait a minute, why can't why can't Felicity get her hands dirty too? Especially if and it's helping
1: in that regard, yeah, I agree with Felicity because he does kind of have her on a pedestal. Because for so long she has been an innocent angel on his shoulder and he's used to that. And when she decides that she's gonna cut corners, yeah, you know, he he didn't know how to deal with that because once again, he he let everything outside of him help him with dealing with his issues instead of going internal Mm -hmm. uh so like yes some season he does go internal but not that deep yeah um so because felicity and dick diggle are honestly represent represent him trying to work through his issues but once again it's it's an outside force you can't depend on just outside forces to help you with internal problems.
0: No, and I, I think that's good and I think it, it to me, it kind of gets to this question of what's the effect he's having on others because I, I, I think you're right in that he has, you know, it, we can't give, give him all the blame and responsibility. You know, these other people are making their own decisions and all that kind of stuff. But, But to me, there's something really interesting of, you know, he wants Felicity to be pure. He wants, you know, Diggle to be the upright soldier. And all these people, like, are watching him make morally questionable decisions. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to like learn from his example, you know? And I I guess that's to me, the question of like, I I think one of the things he's being forced to ask is how long can you, can you say, you know what guys, I'm going to like do all these morally questionable things and you're going to watch me do it, but I'm going to trust that you're never going to do the same. Like,
1: and it's kind of weird how Oliver has that about Diggle because he was a soldier. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Everything about war could be summed up at, you know, morally ambiguous decisions. Yeah. <laughs> because he, like, Diggle doesn't know when he's given an order if the reason is for good or bad. He's just following orders. Right. So that's why I'm just like, yes, Diggle tried to be honorable and upstanding, but that doesn't mean that he is not being used as a tool for someone else. Bad behavior,
0: right? Which which is so interesting because, like, I think you're right. I think, I mean, part of it's Oliver is someone who's had no experience with the military. I mean, this is the ultimate like pampered white rich guy, you know, mm-hmm. up until everything that happens to him on the island, and and so yet yeah, it, it I I can I don't know how intentional this is on the part of the writers, but but I can see it from the perspective of him having this you know very romanticized idea of oh he's a soldier, so he's like been taught this code of ethics and he's pure and mm-hmm. upright and good, and it's like no man like diggle's gonna follow orders and for a while that he follows orders of oliver even some of them are kind of questionable until he starts to be like no oliver that that, this isn't okay um Mm -hmm. so yeah so i I think that gets into some real interesting stuff
1: um uh, yeah and it's it's weird like it was the whole uh arc um a couple episode arc with um diggle being set up by uh a high-ranking uh military officer right and i'm just and and Oliver still kind of treat Diggle in that box of, you know, you're a soldier upstanding, you know, moral code and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, just because you're (laughs) in the military doesn't mean you're upstanding. So you need to stop that. And that Diggle has his own internal demons that he has to deal with because he was being used by that officer to steal. Right. And he didn't know it. And and (laughs) and you would hope Oliver
0: would have learned that because i mean like the bratva isn't an official military by any means but but it's kind of functioning as though yeah, like you know it, you're in the bratva you're our brother you're a good soldier and Oliver certainly learns that though that's all backstabbing and scheming you know
1: right it has the same setup it has the same doctrine like we are brothers we are always for each other before anybody else and which is understandable in the military cuz when you're out in the field you have no one but the other soldiers with you there. Yeah. You can't really too much trust anybody outside of that because you don't know where they came from. You don't know why they're there. So yeah, Oliver. Uh, yeah, witch <laughs> white boy. So yeah, uh. <laughs>
0: that's. I mean, that's the thing. And I mean, like, you, you want to just. We, there's so much we could talk about just in terms of like the stuff Oliver gets away with. He gets away with because he's the the spoiled white witch white boy. You know, like. D- Diggle's not going to be able to get away with being Green Arrow in the same kind of way. Um, no. so and 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 let's talk about the one the, to me the one character who I look at as the most like the person whose life just gets wrecked and I I still have to blame him but I still have to sort of put some blame on Oliver is Curtis. Um oh, yeah. cuz Curtis let's let's again talk about an innocent. You know Curtis goes in with just like oh my god, look at all. You know, he's just got the big the bright eyes, the bushy tail and I think he doesn't like what he doesn't realize is that he can't have this life that Oliver has without destroying his personal life, and exactly. and uh, Oliver has certainly destroyed his own personal life time and time and time again. Um, I mean, even in this season, that poor reporter like almost gets her career destroyed because she's connected to Oliver. But I but I feel like to me that's one of the places where I sort of wish Oliver had 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 a moment of of pulling Curtis aside and being like, "Dude, you seem to have a good marriage going. Like y- you can't do both. You know, you can't be Tom Terrific." and be a good husband, it, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, I kind of blame Felicity a little bit too, Oliver and Felicity, mm. on <laughs> Curtis. Yeah, um, she does because, kind of mentor him a lot too. Yeah, so I'm just like, both of y'all just pulled this poor dude into <laughs> his mess, and Felicity should be the main person saying this might blow up your personal life because it blew up her relationship with Oliver! Yeah. You would. Were- you, these two, I swear to God, uh, Oliver and Felicity do not see outside of themselves sometimes. Yeah. It is so weird how they are just in this bubble concerning, like, they're they always talking about how they mess up their own personal lives and how, you know, their decision pushed people away, but they don't really talk to other people to warn them about that, which is right. so it's so weird
0: <laughs> I, I mean to me it, it is the definition of collateral damage you know like yeah. they're just not aware of the damage that they're doing um and i'm sure some people are going to wonder like if we're talking about collateral damage how come we haven't talked about laurel black canary um right and i'll admit it's because i think she was a terrible character and i just never really got invested in her um but but if you can put aside that i think um she she's another clear example you know i mean she didn't start out wanting to be a hero she just had the bad luck to fall in love with this guy who was doing this, and so she gets wrapped up in the thing, and then you know she gets fridged. She gets she you know she winds up dying for the 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 uh, yeah. moral advancement of everyone else. But but to me, <sighs> that's a body that's on like Oliver's
1: body count just as much as any of the people he kills. I swear the whole the whole character of Laurel is to improve the the. the storylines everybody else i swear that's that's only why she was there like they like all swear to god Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like even her sister got sarah got fridge in order to make laurel black canary and oh my god (laughs) it yeah
0: and and how many times have we brought one of the two of them back from the dead just to screw with their father you know (laughs)
1: seriously seriously i oh my god can, can we i just can we give Poor. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to hug all of them because like it's just they they just really put their whole family through the wringer i'm just like wow i, I mean there's there's a scene early in season one
0: where quentin is like just oliver stay away you're bad for my family and I want to go back to that man and be like, "You have no idea how right you are." My <laughs> like- God,
1: Quentin! Okay, this is why I love Quentin's character so much because he—he he pretty much just gave Oliver the riot act, and he was so right about everything. Yeah, so, like you, Oliver, you should have been listening to Quentin a lot more. So, but yeah, I oh my God, poor Quentin! <laughs> like. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, he he lost his wife because his daughter went on a freaking boat with Oliver, and they thought she was dead. And oh my god, he lost both both his daughters, and now he got a doppelganger from uh, <laughs> another Earth that is evil daughter. And I'm just, oh. The the man's had some
0: issues. I mean, like I, I'm gonna admit, like no, you know, I, I I've had alcoholism in my family. I don't want to make a you know make a joke of it, but. I, I would drink a lot if I was in that man's position, like I don't
1: yeah. you know i which is why he's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. <laughs> like after his wife um, cause like a lot of times uh when um married uh couples lose a child, that, oh yeah, that leads e- very easily to divorce, mm-hmm. um, so when they lost Sarah and then he lost his wife, of course he was gonna go drinking, and like I don't know if they mentioned if him if if it's canon if um their family has a history of alcoholism um i'm gonna kind of assume it was considering um yeah because laurel certainly becomes an alcoholic yeah. at a later point too yeah yeah um so no yeah it, i just i feel for that whole entire family <laughs> you, I, you really
0: do and it, it, it to me it's that kind of thing where it's like and quentin i think um not quentin um uh, Adrian brings it up somewhat, but, but to me, when I'm sort of like, I'm looking at the scales of the positive and negative, like, you know, the, that family, the Lance family is one of the things I've got to look up and say, like, you know, they made their choices, but Oliver, what, 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 what is the cost of what you did, you know, in terms of how, what happened to this family? Um, and, and I, I like what you're saying about, um, you know, Qu- you know, Oliver should have listened to Quentin because th- this is to me the, the, that, that's the other thing I really wanted to see if we could talk about some, because I'm I'm wondering if you see it the way I do. I, 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 you know, we everybody loves a hero who says, I know what's right and I'm going to just do the thing that's right, even if like everyone else disagrees with me, you know. And like that's the the Captain America tree speech in Civil War, you know, like if you think you're right, you know, stand like a tree and no one else can move. But but to me that when I hear a speech like that from Captain America or even more from Oliver, to me, the terrifying thing is what you're saying is you're going to do anything and everything if you think you're right, yeah. but you're not going to listen to anybody else who might think you're wrong. Right. Um, do, do you have that same kind of a, like, like every time Oliver just gets all self-righteous and like, no, but I know I'm right. So I'm going to do this. A, a part of me gets really scared.
1: Yeah. Because it's going to be a messed up decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, okay. Um, uh, Every time Oliver says that, or he doesn't listen to someone who's actually giving the other side an argument, by saying, But what if this happens? Right. And I'm just like, and Oliver's like, No, I know this is what's gonna happen. I know I'm gonna do this. I was like, Guess what? It's going to go very badly. It's gonna go exactly how that other person said. And it always ends up doing that because for all, okay, for all of the self loathing, lo, uh, loathing that Oliver does. And all of the second guessing of decisions, you would think that he would take more time to really think over what other people are telling him. Yeah. But he never does. Yeah. No, he never, I mean, and, that,
0: and that's the thing is, every time I look at one of these heroes, one of the first things I wanna know is, like, who are you accountable to? You know, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, in our own world, we don't have to look far to see the, what is the problem when someone's out there with deadly force thinking, if I think it's, if I know that it's right to use deadly force, I'm gonna use it. And we don't have anyone who can question them, who can say, like, are you accountable to us? You know, and that's that's what I get. Like when I see someone like Oliver, I get really scared because to me, it's like, what what's the lesson we're teaching about having a hero who can say, you know, I don't care what anyone says. I know I'm right. And so to hell with everybody else. Um, and I think we see that in so many of, this season, at least I feel like we're finally seeing what's the cost of that. You know, yeah, what we're finally seeing other people being like, look, you thought you were right and you weren't. And now, not only are you paying the price, but we're paying the price.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, speaking about another hero who seemed to make decisions haphazardly, um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder who you're
0: going to pick because there's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little speedster. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I swear to God, I swear to God, they need to change that show name to Barry Makes a Bad Decision again. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has the same problem that Oliver has, and that is he he has – he says he's going to listen to other people's opinions, but he ends up doing whatever he wants to do anyway. Yep. Just like everyone tell him, don't go back to the past. Okay. I have no choice but to go back to the past. No. <laughs> no, you don't. You can do ju-
0: well, but he's got to save his mother and fuck everybody else. You know, it's that same, like, it's yeah. that same. And I'll admit, like, I, I just hate time travel to begin with. <laughs> like, just as, like, I, I've never seen a time travel story that doesn't fall apart on a paradox at some level. So, like, th- there's a part of me that just always rolls my eyes at the time travel stuff. But I think you're right with with, with The Flash and Barry Allen especially. Th- it's it's that same idea of, you know what, I think this is right and and it's going to help me. And so I'm just not going to listen. And then the whole show is who else, you know, watching that person feel bad as other people around
1: them pay the consequences. Honestly, it's just like that saying hurt people, hurt people hurt other people. And Oliver has to realize that all his time on that island screwed him up Uh so much, (laughs) (laughs) so much that. My God. And he, like, he literally came back and started shooting people with arrows, which I'm <laughs> You know, understanding me is a very interesting way to deal with um <laughs> depression and anger. You,
0: so, <laughs> you, you know, I I I've said before on the show um I have PTSD myself, and and my therapist and I talk a lot about the the these kind of shows. And a comment she's made a couple times is, you know, if the world had better PTSD therapists, there'd be a lot less superheroes. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I don't to be clear, I don't by by any means mean that like everyone with PTSD is doing this kind of crazy stupid stuff. They're not by any means. But an awful lot of these heroes are basically like not diagnosing their PTSD issues and are taking them out. You know, like uh, um, um, uh, one of my last guests pointed out. You know, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron could basically be subtitled "Tony has a PTSD episode." Like that's yep. what the entire thing is. You know,
1: <laughs> pretty. Oh my god, pretty much.
0: And and that's <laughs> Oliver. That's Batman. That that that's certainly the Flash. It's all these people. Like they're they're dealing with this trauma, and and the trauma is real and the effects of it are real but they're dealing with it in such bad
1: ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so let me get to uh cuz I think um you know at the end of the show we have Oliver face the the ethical question that, that again it kind of makes me roll my eyes cuz at this point it's become such a cliche but but Oliver is is in the the, the situation that so many heroes get into where it's do you save the one person you love, the the innocent, the child or the girlfriend, or do you save everybody? Um and, and again like I said, I always kind of roll my eyes cuz I feel like it's such a cliche, but but it it does raise some interesting questions. Like we we get to the end of the show, Adrian is going to blow everybody up or is going to kill the the child Billy. Like what and, and 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 as far as we know at the end of the show, because Oliver tries to save Billy, everybody dies. Um what what was your take on on that ending scene?
1: That was a no-win situation. Yeah, that's honestly was a no-win situation. It wouldn't matter which decision he would have made; it still would have crushed him. So, I mean, I like it, this is a a dilemma that honestly there is really no right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, yes, uh, people lose the person that they love every day, but a lot of those people don't have the chance or the ability to actually save that person that they love. So now you have here a hero who has the ability to save the person they love, and you're asking them to not do it and to save this whole crowd of other people that they may or may not know. And, but the situation with Adrian Oliver on that boat is that. On two sides of the coin is people that he loves. Yeah, so, <laughs> like what? Well, and, and let me ask you. Let me push
0: that because maybe I'm I'm being too much of a hard ass here. But like, you know, in a lot of professions, like there's a very clear idea of like you're not supposed to get involved with something where you have a conflict of interest because you know if you're like a doctor, like you're supposed to save, like you know you're supposed to do the triage. And you're not supposed to let the fact that you have personal feelings for someone get involved. Like if you're, you know, a police officer, you know, um, you know, if there's a situation where like you're supposed to you, as your job, you can save a lot of people or you can save a person who you have personal feelings for. Like at least in theory, not that policing is great in general, but like in theory, a professional is supposed to put their personal feelings aside and it's supposed to do like the greater good. It, mm-hmm. Is that too high a standard for us to set for superheroes?
1: Yeah, if you're expecting them to make a decision where their loved one or loved ones are killed, Mm -hmm. like, it would be great if you had, like, a superhero hotline and you say, hey, my girlfriend just got kidnapped. (laughs) Can you, Batman, can you go over there and handle it real quick? And, you know, I'll go see your city while you go save my girlfriend because (laughs) if I do it, I'm killing the person. So, um, but... (laughs) None of these shows are kind of set up that way, um, and honestly, Oliver is such a fanatic uh, that he—I don't think he will let anyone else take the lead. Yeah. Uh, which is is another thing. He for for all of his you know lovely speeches about trusting his team, he trusts them to a point. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, he's going to do it himself. And heck, even the team, I don't know. I think they told him to go after Adrian, um, and they'll take care of the playing part. Right. Um, so even then they, even his own team has gotten into the habit of letting Oliver always take the lead, even if there was a conflict of interest. Right. Um. They're sort
0: of saying it's okay to put us at risk. You do know what you do, you do know what you need to do to to save Billy or right. whatever it is, right? Yeah, and no, I hear you. And like I said, it's probably unrealistic. But there's just there's always a part of me in those those scenes that's like, come on, man, if you're taking on this responsibility, but, you know the, the 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 first we've had so many Spider Mans at this point. And I love the new one, but you know <laughs> that one of the few things I liked about that that Tobey Maguire movie is I felt like at the end he kind of like recognizes this dilemma, and that's why he mm-hmm. walks away from Mary Jane because he's sort of saying like. I, I don't think I should ever, I can never make that choice. So I'm not going to try and like love a person. And, and that that's probably too high a bar to ask for a superhero to just be like, you know, never have that relationship. But, but, but I do, I, I do watch those shows and just sort of think like, c- c- come on, man. Like, you, you gotta, it sucks to be a superhero sometimes, but this is the responsibility you're taking on.
1: Yeah. And you also have to think of the fact that I think, um, the Toby Maguire Superman. I mean Spider Man. Uh uh-huh. oh, We get him all mixed uh, up. Um, yeah, Spider-Man in his movies, he um dealt with his uncle's death a lot better than Oliver dealt with all of the trauma that he had. Like in yeah. the movies, you could actually see him trying to kind of deal with that. Um, so I felt like when he walked away from Mary Jane, Like he, it, it, it wasn't, he, even though it sucked to do that and he didn't want to do that, uh, he knew that if he wanted to continue trying to help lives and save people and make sure that no one ever experienced what he experienced, Mm -hmm. he had to make that choice. And I don't even think Oliver is even close
0: to that point yet. Yeah. I mean, so to this point. When people have made that cho people have made that choice for Oliver. You know, Laurel kind of walks away from him, Felicity walks away from him because they realize he can't make that choice yet.
1: No. He can't make it at all. Yeah. Like he's he Oliver is always searching for uh for a bond. He's always searching for someone to connect with. Even though he says he's not and he's gonna be a lone soldier, you know, lone wolf. It never lasts long. No, I mean like- he he joins a
0: literal brotherhood you know in Russia the bratva you know i mean he what he wants i think with diggle with with the bratva guys with felicity he he wants someone to share this journey that he's going on but he also can't let anybody into it
1: mhm and you can't you can't have it both ways yeah it's like you can't have one foot on you know one side, one foot on the other. Something gonna have to give, and as you can see from this last season, <laughs> something did because he kept t- teetering, you know, on the line, and he just couldn't pick aside, and which is why he has so such a long way to go before yeah. making the decision that he needs to put aside his own feelings and do the greater good. What? He's still searching for bonds. He's still searching for connection, like. Oliver is an extremely lonely person.
0: Very much so. And, and, and I got to say, like, I, I look at that and I think, okay, I'm glad you saved Billy. Please, God, don't let anyone give him custody of that child. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> someone who has that much of a need to connect with someone and now he finds someone who's not quite old enough to know how to walk away from him. Like, oh, boy, this is a bad situation. Yeah. Well and, and so let let me kind of this is a good way to get to the last question I want us to talk about before we, we we wrap up. Um you know, I'll be honest, when when that bomb goes off at the end of the of the last episode of the season, there's a part of me that was like, is this the series finale? Cuz what a great way yeah. to end it. Like, yeah, Oliver that tried to save awesome. everyone <laughs> and everyone he loved got killed. Good job, Oliver, end of show. But but clearly it's not. We're going to have another season. So, so, what are you looking for to happen in season six? Like, what what are the questions you want to see them dive into? What do you hope happens with some of these different characters? What 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 are you looking for in season six of 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 Arrow?
1: Um, crap, that's a very. Um, <laughs> one <laughs> uh, I want to see more with um, well, if if he's still alive, um, uh, with Renee, who is wow, dog, yeah, um, uh, I wanna see more of his story, his backstory. I thought it was super interesting. Um and also with Mr. Terrific, if he's still alive, um mm-hmm. uh, I I I'm so glad they they brought in the T balls because I was just like, please, <laughs> please can we stop? Can we let him be his smart, you know, genius self? Why yeah. are we trying to make this man fight? Um uh, and of course they blow him up on the island. So <laughs> Um,
0: and I was so glad we finally got him like the the character he's really supposed to be. I'll be so bummed if we don't get him back
1: yeah um so i i it's just trying to get um uh, more insights in other characters um uh well, if she's still alive um be interesting to see the uh arc of uh did she call herself siren
0: oh, yeah, the kind of new black canary person,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, the um, the Earth Two.
0: Oh yeah, Black Canary. Okay, yeah, the new Laurel.
1: Yeah, it, uh, that it's
0: would hard be to inter- keep them all straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see the other new Black Canary, but she's on the island, possibly blown up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, it's not a lot of things to look forward to if they <laughs> blew up everybody. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I hear you. I I'd love to see some of those character lines really get played out. You know, especially I think um you're right. Um Wild Dog, we're starting to do some really interesting stuff with him and his kid and his uh relationship with Quentin. I'd love to see that get better developed.
1: Oh my god, that was so the best thing they did was um put in more scenes with Renee and Quentin because uh especially how they bonded over fatherhood and not feeling like they are um, good enough fathers. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, God damn, they better not have killed them all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially because don't you
0: sit, keep wishing like that? Diggle would just come along and be like, "Yeah, guys, let's talk about fatherhood." Because like he's got some yeah. stories to tell, you know.
1: That would be so great. Because like, I love like the scenes with Diggle being so happy about being a father, and then he was kind of upset that he was like, "You, you erase a child." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so mad at barry like dude so i i had a daughter as well like yeah. <laughs> like um for real
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you want to talk about shows ending like i, I assume you've seen the end of the flat the, the most recent season of the flash
1: yeah like when, that'll been a great ending too oh my god
0: when Barry walks off in the speed force i'm like yep get your ass yourself out of there because you were just causing too much trouble my friend <laughs> like
1: yeah that that would have been an awesome series finale as well. Um, yeah. But hey, um, so cool. Would well,
0: you have any kind of, like last thoughts before we wrap this up? On, um, I um, I I've had taken a lot of your time already, but is there any kind of stuff from Arrow that you haven't gotten to talk about yet? You wanted to dive into?
1: Um, I'm still mad about how we barely got any. Like when they brung in Katana. Yeah, I I want Katana back. Um,
0: I I have a I have a suspicion that, that there's some weird like. You know, the more a character appears in, like, the Suicide Squad movie, the less they can appear in this. And I don't know yeah. what the corporate stuff is, but it's some kind of du- – and I wish they could all figure that shit out because, yeah, Katana is such a great character, Um, you know, a strong woman of color in an interesting way that, that's kind of different from some of the others. I would love to see more
1: of. Yeah, I would love to see flashbacks about the, uh, Talia, um, Ghul and uh, – crap, what's the sister's name? Uh, Nessa. Yeah. I would like to see some flashbacks from that. Mm-hmm. I want to see their life. I know I know it's about I know it's about Oliver but I don't care. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, like come on, you bring both of the sisters on the show and I don't get to see the background. You know.
0: I I, I mean uh, in the panel I heard you guys give on the Women of Luke Cage um, you know, one of the comments you gave was that you know Luke Cage is an okay character, but really it's all these other characters that are so interesting. And, and I sometimes kind of feel the same thing with Oliver, you know, be, uh, with 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 Arrow, you know, like we, we've had so much of like okay, he had some interesting growth in this season, but I kind of would love to see them in the in the next season say okay, let's see him deal with like that recognition that happens now of you can't always do everything, you can't always get out of the Kobayashi Maru, the the no win situation. But then let's put him aside and, like, actually let some of these other characters really flourish. You know, let's have some shows that are about Curtis and his stuff. Let's have some about the, the like you said, the Al Ghul sisters. Um, if I can say the Al Ghul, whatever the last name there is, you know. Like, the, the, I think you're right. Those would be some really interesting stories to see if we could explore further.
1: Yeah, and, like, I'm still mad that they killed off Shadow. I'm still mad about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm I would never not be mad about that, so... <laughs> Y'all can send me all the hate mail you want. (laughs) I'm still mad. That was, I feel like they wasted her character by killing her off and fridging her like seriously. Anyway. Yeah. um, I'm with you there. I mean,
0: that's a character that I, I have not read the comic, so I know very little about, but I, but I definitely feel like there, there would have been some great potential there. If they hadn't just decided, Nope, she's going to die. Um, well, great. Well, thank you so much JP for being on this. Um, uh, uh, where can if, if our listeners want to like learn more about you and 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 Nerdgasm, like what what are some of the best ways to f- find out about stuff you're doing and, and
1: and about the podcast? Um, well, I am on Twitter way too much, so you can, <laughs> no such you thing. You can find me. You're right. You can find me at Isitis i s i t i s. Uh, you can also find me at uh, my show Nerdgasm Noir Network, uh, which is also on Twitter, uh, at N E R D G A S M N O I R E, so that's the gasm noir. Uh, I'm on Google Plus sometimes under J P Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter. I don't, I don't, I mean, I had a Facebook page. I don't know if it's still up there. It might, I don't know. You can look <laughs> for it, but it might be unpublished by now. Who knows? I hear you. Um, <laughs> but I'm mostly on Twitter, so you can probably hit me up there. So.
0: Cool. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again, and um, to all our listeners. Um, so that's how you can follow JP, and if you want to follow the podcast itself, um, we're at Superhero Ethics on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast if you're just listening to this first episode on either iTunes or Stitcher at Superhero Ethics. Um, if you um, let us know what you thought. Um, we we had some pretty strong opinions here. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think um uh IRJP is a little more right on something? You can tweet up both of us. You can post on the Facebook page. You can email us at superheroethics at gmail.com. Um, let us know because I know for me and I'm sure for JP as well, like, the, half the fun of doing this is starting a conversation and then getting the feedback from you guys. So um, thank you again, JP. Uh, thank you guys all for listening and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye.